As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. That is the standout line in the opening scene of the film I'll be talking about today. Welcome back to the Cinematic Mick Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew McConville, also known as Mick. And on this episode, I wanted to talk about my all-time favorite film, Goodfellas. Now, when I talk to other people about movies, I almost always ask the question, what's your favorite film? And the response I usually get is something along the lines of, oh, I'm not sure, I don't think I can pick just one. That response is more than fine with me. It is, it, personally, it, it is fine. I personally have many films that I enjoy on a grand scale. But make no mistake about it, my friends. To me, Goodfellas reigns supreme over all others. Words can hardly describe how much I love this film. The cast of the film is Ray Liotta plays Henry Hill. Lorraine Bracco plays Karen Hill. Jimmy Conway is played by Robert De Niro. Tommy DeVito is played by Joe Pesci. And Paulie Cicero is played by Paul Servino. The movie was released on September 21st, 1990. Had a budget of about $25 million. Little under $6.4 million opening weekend. Just under $47 million just domestic gross. The film was adapted from the novel Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi. Screenplay was written by director Martin Scorsese and along with Nicholas Pileggi. Now with all that being said, let's go ahead and let's take a brief look at the brilliance that is this movie. Goodfellas tells the story of Henry Hill, half Irish, half Sicilian gangster, and his time as an associate with the Lucchese family of La Cosa Nostra more commonly known as the Mafia. For those that may not know, La Cosa Nostra is a secret society of organized crime families that predominantly made their money through crimes such as racketeering, extortion, union infiltration, bid rigging, and yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And really, it's not even that much of a secret society anymore. Pretty much everyone, everyone and their brother pretty much knows about it. But for many years, full membership was reserved only for men of either Italian or Sicilian background. Apparently at some point in time they changed the rules. I'm not too sure about that. It's, at least that's what I hear. The film shows a young Henry idolizing known gangsters that operate and hang out at a cab stand across the street from his childhood apartment. Henry starts working a part-time job at the cab stand and soon realizing that it was pretty much everything he had hoped for and more. As the film progresses, you see that Henry is almost 100% committed to the life of organized crime shows his marriage to his wife Karen how she also adapts to the life of being married to a man like Henry. Goodfellas also shows Henry's involvement in the murder of Maid Gambino family member Billy Batts, shows his time in prison, obviously on an unrelated charge, and his involvement in the infamous Lufthansa heist, which at the time was one of the biggest, if not the biggest, heists in American history. Now, for those that may not know, Lufthansa was a cargo hold, I believe, at JFK Airport, and it was a robbery that resulted in a little under $6 million in cash and jewelry stolen. Now, after Lufthansa, Henry is shown making excellent money on the side through what appears to be a very dangerous yet lucrative drug, drug trafficking operation. Along with making excellent money, Henry is also heavily abusing cocaine. I mean, doing copious amounts of blow. Eventually, this all catches up with him. And Henry, along with several other associates, is arrested. He's either looking at serious prison time or being murdered for violating a major rule in the mafia. Henry ultimately decides to choose the third option, which is turning state's evidence 
testifying, and in street terminology, turning rat. Along with this decision, Henry and his wife Karen and their children have no other choice but to enter the witness relocation program. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add in here, for those listening to this, if you don't fully understand why he would have to wit- uh, enter the witness relocation program and basically him, his whole family, take on a new identity and go somewhere, it's basically like this. Henry is involved. He's involved with the mafia, and he is he got caught dealing, you know, with serious charge of dealing major narcotics. This is a this is a, a big this is a big fuck up in the world of organized crime, especially with the mafia. It happens all the time, but if you get caught, you got too many people that are worried that instead to save your own ass that you're going to throw them under the bus, you know, throw the top guys, the capos, the dons and all that stuff. You're going to they're they're worried that you're going to flip, turn rat and say, "Yes, these people committed these crimes over here. This person ordered the murder of all these people." They don't want that. The only way to make sure it doesn't happen is to have that person taken out. So it's either prison, risk being whacked, or you go into the witness relocation program. He went to the program. Him, him and his wife and his whole family went to the program. So that is pretty much that for the synopsis. Um, hope I didn't give too much away. Now, at this point in time, I want to talk about some of my favorite scenes. Now, I only picked five. This would kind of make it so that I don't drone on too much and get off track as I usually tend to do. Even though from beginning to end, this movie is just completely full of incredible scenes. But only, like I said, I only picked five. First one to talk about is where in the beginning, young Henry gets pinched selling cartons of stolen smokes out of the back of a truck. A couple of cops come and shut it down. Henry gets pinched. Makes his appearance in court. His attorney gives the judge a little shit-eating grin. Judge kind of gives a slight little nod and says, proceed. Basically, the judge has been paid off. Judge knows how to play ball. He's been given money to throw, you know, little piece of shit cases like that right out the window. Jimmy Conway, played by Robert De Niro, approaches young Henry, gives him a little bit of cash and says, here is your graduation present. Henry is confused. He says, why? I got pinched. Jimmy says to him, he says, everyone gets pinched, but you did it right. You told them nothing and you got, and they got nothing. Henry thinks that Jimmy's mad at him. He said, Jimmy responds with, I'm not mad at you. I'm proud of you. He says, you learned the first two rules. Never read on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. Next scene I want to talk about is the pistol whipping scene. Now, this scene is pretty much, uh, it's pretty simple. Henry is dating Karen, uh, soon to be married. At least in the film, they're soon to be married. Uh, This guy who's a neighbor of Karen's, they've been friends for a long time. He wants to be more than friends. She, I guess, rejects his advances. This asshole's pissed off because he's not getting what he wants. Kicks her out of of his car and just kind of leaves her on the street somewhere. You know, he just drives off and leaves her. She calls Henry. Henry comes and picks her up, takes her home. And this dickwad is actually out in his driveway across the street working on his Corvette. Henry tucks a gun like in his waistline underneath his shirt, walks across the street. And the guy says something stupid like, so fucko, you want something? 
without without hesitation, Henry busts his gun out and just starts beating this asshole upside the head with his gun. I mean, just straight up pistol whipping him in the guy's driveway, broad daylight, with two other guys standing there watching. I mean, just mouth agape, slack jaw. They can't believe what's going on. Henry leads the guy with the parting words, I swear on my mother, you touch her again and you're dead. Henry then goes, gives the gun to Karen for her to hide. And that pretty much ends that scene. Next one up is uh, Henry gets busted. This is around the bad time. This is towards the end. He's been trafficking uh, major narcotics. Finally, when the cops have enough evidence to swoop in and make the arrest, he starts backing out of his driveway and he's clear he's not going anywhere. His cop car's all over the place. You see the lights. And all of a sudden you hear this freaking bulldog of a cop say the words, Freeze! Don't you move, you motherfucker. I'll blow your brains out. Shut the car off slowly. The voiceover of Henry as he's just sitting there knowing that the jig is up. And he just says, he, the voiceover says, I knew they had to have been cops. Only cops talk like that. They'd have been wise guys. I wouldn't have heard a thing. I'd have been dead. Next one up is Henry is being followed by a helicopter, or he at least thinks he's being followed by a helicopter. He's almost sure of it. Everyone else tells him that he's freaking crazy. That he, you know, he's just being paranoid. And this is at a time where he is just running all over the damn place. I mean, he's got to go pick up his brother. He's got to go move this. He's got to go meet his guys to do yet another coke deal he's also doing incredible amounts of blow which is of course not helping the paranoia and one part in this scene he he does a line his nostrils are bright red he looks completely strung out i mean henry looks like absolute shit i mean he looks like he just took second runner-up in a fisting contest that's how bad he looks i mean we're talking really bad last scene i wanted to talk about quite possibly my favorite out of the entire movie is the how am I funny scene now if you haven't seen this movie that's that's fine I hope you will after hearing this podcast if you have not seen this movie I guarantee you know what I'm talking about when you hear the how am I funny scene this is a scene that has been parodied I don't know how many times over it really is an incredible scene basically um, a lot of the boys are at a place called the bamboo lounge they're all sitting around, you know, they're having drinks. Joe Pesci's character of Tommy DeVito is telling a story. And he's just cracking everyone up. He's, he, I mean, he is a funny guy the way he tells a story. I mean, everyone is just hanging on his every word. All the people at the table, the rest of the people in the restaurant. I mean, they are just, they're, they're loving it, how he's telling the story. Henry, as he just, as he calms down from laughing so hard, he says, Tommy, he says, you know, you are really funny. You are really funny. Now keep in mind, I'm not going to try and do this scene verbatim. Even I don't know it word for word. And that is kind of one of my things is I know, really know movie lines. I'm not going to try and do that. First of all, I'm not going to do that to you, the listeners. I'm not going to try and put you through that. But I could not do this scene justice. I would not be able to do it well at all. But basically... Tommy just looks at him and he's just like, well, how am I funny? Funny how? Like, I'm a fucking clown. I fucking amuse you. I'm here to fucking make you laugh. You get the idea. And Joe Pesci did this scene so well that, I mean, he just, he, he just really has you convinced 
until finally, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil the rest of the scene for you. It, it really is good. It's, it's probably my favorite. It is definitely my favorite scene out of the whole movie. Now, that's, that's pretty much that for my favorite scenes of this film. Now, I want to go ahead and I want to talk about some of the accomplishments or awards from this film. Once again, as far as accomplishments, there is a laundry list. I mean, Goodfellas was one of the best films of 1990, one of the best films of all time. I mean, it's on AFI's top 100, you know, best films of all time list. There's a, like I said, total huge laundry list. So I just picked a few. And um, so it's not like once, you know, like I'm always saying, not to drone on. Goodfellas was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. I believe Dances with Wolves is the one that uh, brought home the Oscar. Lorraine Bracco, for her portrayal as Karen Hill, was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Joe Pesci, for his portrayal as Tommy DeVito, won the Academy Award for Best uh, Supporting Actor. So Lorraine Bracco got the Oscar nod. Joe Pesci brought the Oscar home. Now, a few things that you may or may not know about the film. Once again, to no surprise, huge list of all this stuff, and I would not dare try to go through all of them. So I picked out about five little facts that you may or may not know. First one that I thought was kind of interesting was Martin Scorsese actually swore off making another gangster movie until he received a copy of Wise Guy. He immediately called the author Nicholas Pileggi and said, I've been waiting for this book my entire life. Pileggi then replied, well, I've been waiting for this phone call my entire life. I thought that one was kind of cool. Martin Scorsese personally tied Ray Liotta's tie to make sure it was accurate for the film setting. Now, that one actually kind of made me laugh. Thinking of Martin Scorsese pulling Ray Liotta off to the side and being like, here, here, let's, let's fix this tie. That I thought was pretty funny. Ray Liotta actually turned down the role of Harvey Dent in Batman in order to make this movie. Uh, not that Tim Burton's Batman was a bad movie. I love Tim Burton's Batman. Um, but yeah, probably a wise move there on Ray Liotta's part. Uh, the How Am I Funny scene actually happened to Joe Pesci. He told a mobster that he was funny, and he was met with a less-than-thrilled response. Pesci told this anecdote to Scorsese, and Scorsese wanted to include it in the film. Thus adding to the incredible genius of one Martin Scorsese. And finally, uh, Nicholas Pileggi spoke to Henry Hill constantly while writing the script. The voiceovers are essential and are almost direct quotes from Hill. Now, one more I want to go ahead and add in here. There's a scene where Henry shows up at the Bamboo Lounge, and you see kind of like from Henry's perspective, and he's naming everybody. The voiceover is naming everybody, and there's a character um, by the name of Fat Andy. That was actually played by a former NYPD detective, a guy by the name of Louis Eppolito. Louis Eppolito, along with his former partner, Stephen Caracapa, I believe they're actually in prison right now because Louis Eppolito had family members that were, I guess, mobbed up, not really sure if they were fully made guys or not. Doesn't matter. It almost, um, it almost stopped him from being a cop, but at a time they needed cops bad, 
They, you know, he became a cop, became a detective. And then <laughs> just tells you how big of a shitbag this guy was. The guy, after being retired from being a cop, I guess him and his partner did all sorts of shit and even did a few hits for the mafia. Now, that's really fucked up. I mean, if you want to you be a gangster, go fucking be a gangster. If you want to be a cop, in my opinion, be a cop. But don't be a cop one minute and then go out and, you know, taking care of people and freaking whacking people for extra money. I mean, Jesus. Go back some goddamn groceries you want to ask and get some extra money. So, yeah, I always thought that was kind of interesting. So, yeah, that's that's where, I believe that's where Louis Eppolito and his former partner are right now. I think they're still in the joint. Well, I'd say that's pretty much a wrap, folks. Um, that pretty much brings us to the end of this podcast. I certainly hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't seen this film, I highly recommend that you do. I, I do. I really, really hope you check it out, if you haven't already seen it, obviously. Hopefully, I didn't give too much away. Uh, if you also enjoy reading, I also recommend reading Wise Guy. It's a great read. It gives a little bit more background information on Henry Hill. If you have any comments or ideas on anything that you'd like me to watch, please feel free to email them to thecinematicmick at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, also please join me next time where I will be talking about the classic comedy about minor league baseball, Bull Durham. <laughs>